As we come now to the fourth Sunday of Advent, our time of waiting is about to be fulfilled. And this week, the church invites us to reflect upon the figure of Mary. During the Advent season, we've been giving some great figures to consider Isaiah the prophet, in the last two weeks, John the Baptist. As we conclude Advent now, the church asks us to look at the beautiful person of Mary. Why Mary? Not only because she is the mother of Jesus, but she is in so many ways such a tremendous figure. One image that might help us to understand Mary is that uh, Mary stands to Christ much like the moon is in relationship to the sun. She's a reflection, actually, of Christ. You know, you can just look at, well, finally, the sun, of course, is shining today. And um, you can only look at that sun even today just for the brief moment, if even a half a second. But if the moon were to come out, you can look at the moon, of course, all night long. The intensity of Christ can sometimes be overwhelming. The disciples experienced this, of course, at the transfiguration and even after the resurrection as well. Looking at Mary, we can meditate and contemplate her for so long, indeed over the ages. Mary is an incredibly important Advent figure. Not only, as I said, because she is the mother of Christ. In many, reflect, in many senses, she's a summation of the whole of the people of Israel. In a word, Mary is a symbol of faithful Israel. With Israel over the ages, there was all of this infidelity, all of this sin. God had this great hope for the people of Israel to form a people according to his, own ho to his own heart, that they would once again be a vehicle for his presence in the world, that all people would be drawn toward. And from this people would come the Messiah. Mary in her person sums up the whole story of Israel. In Mary, we can read, so to speak, the whole Old Testament. I think that's why she's presented to us on this fourth Sunday of Advent. So I'd like to very briefly take a look at her from this perspective as a summation of the Old Testament. It's right there in the gospel that we heard today. First of all, we can say that Mary is the new Eve Remember that Eve abandoned paradise when she tried to grasp and cling to godliness. She, on her own, tried to determine what was good and evil. She said, I will become like a god. No one will tell me what to do. We say that she is the one who brought sin into the world. And it's no different now. When we decide ourselves what is good and evil, what is right and wrong, I'll decide. 
what is good for me, what is wrong for me, our lives fall apart. Our world falls apart. Our society falls apart. We know that. And God, over the ages, has been trying to reverse this, this sin. And so with this in mind, recall the great scene of the Annunciation that we heard in the Gospel today. Hearing the word of the angel, Mary says, not I'll decide, but may it be done according to your word. Eve, who was grasping at godliness, Mary reverses this. She accepts, she allows God's word to be planted deep within her. And in that moment, when she says, be it done unto me, Mary becomes pregnant with God's own life. And in a very related way, when we accept God's word in our hearts, when we say, let it be done unto me, God's life takes root in our lives as well. We see how it works. Eve's grasping. It blocked the flow of grace in the world. Mary's fiat, her yes, allowed that life to flow once again into the world for its salvation. There's a beautiful, beautiful ancient medieval commentary where the Ave, or Hail, Hail Mary, is the reversal of Ava or Eve. Mary is the new Eve who allows the divine grace to once again flow into the world. Very beautiful. Turn it around. E-V-A. Ave. The new Eve. A second Old, Tim Old Testament image. This comes from the early church fathers. Mary is evocative of the story of Moses. The early church fathers spoke of her as comparable of the burning bush. Remember, the burning bush was on fire, yet it could never, ever, ever be consumed. For from this bush came the voice of God. So Mary, the church fathers said, is like this burning bush because God's divine presence was in her. And she uttered her beautiful, magnificent prayer, magnificat prayer. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. A third Old Testament image. Mary is the new and true temple. The temple in Jerusalem contained the Holy of Holies, where God was pleased to dwell. Mary, who bears the Christ child, is now a new temple. A fourth image. Mary calls to mind all the holy 
women of Israel, who became mothers against all odds. There was Hannah, the mother of the prophet Samuel, who was childless for ages. She prayed day and night to God that she would give birth, and so she did. There was Sarah, the wife of Abraham, who was also barren. In an extreme old age, she gave birth to Isaac. And Mary's own cousin, Elizabeth, advanced in years, and she became pregnant with John the Baptist. And the Virgin Mary today says, how is this possible? I have no relations with a man. Mary sums up all the women of all the ages who speaks this beautiful biblical truth. New life comes when we place all of our trust in God. Isn't that not something we can apply to our own lives? When we stand at the very end, that's when God acts. When we say, let it be done unto me according to your word, that's when divine life starts to flow. Finally, a last Old Testament image. Mary is a prophet. She stands in line with all the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all these great prophets. Listen to her beautiful words from the Magnificat. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers and to Abraham and his children forever. No prophet ever spoke so eloquently. Mary sums up all these figures. So today, let us gaze upon her as we never stop gazing upon the moon that reflects the light of the sun. So she reflects the light and glory of Christ. And may this gazing draw us ever closer to the source of this light, our Lord Jesus Christ, whose birth we are about to celebrate now in the days ahead.